Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Cow Corner Podcast. With me, the dolly dropper, James Hurl, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. For your latest dose of all things Albury Cricket Club and Shropshire Cricket League. How do, Mon? Welcome to Cow Corner. Uh, so, welcome back. Welcome back to the episode two of Cow Corner Podcast. Uh, Hi, Henry. You right? Yeah, really good. Um, good you have since... a good uh, adventurous journey down here? Quite damp, I understand. Yeah, it's, um, I got the wellies out. And uh, for those of you who don't know, basically it's rained quite a lot in Wales. And uh, thus... The uh, river has gone over the bank and it is pretty much impossible to get to Joss's without swimming I'm or feeling, a boat. I'm feeling a little bit like Robinson Crusoe at the moment, I must admit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I got the wellies out and just about traipsed through. Um, some people looked at me going, <laughs> like, some very strange faces as I started making the walk. But um, the lengths that we go through to record this podcast for you guys is so privileged. Absolutely. No, yeah, it's been a it's been a while since our first podcast, and um, so much has gone down. And uh, also, uh, we've had some quite good reviews. I think so, yeah, we had some good um, good feedback generally. Um, a couple of people thought it was a bit too long, which perhaps it was. It was forty odd minutes the first one, so we'll uh, we'll try and keep it succinct as possible. But we can't yeah, make any promises. Generally, the uh, the feedback was good. No, yeah, we've had. Uh, so we've had 175 plays, which I think is quite good for a small club, which we I think we only have about 40 members or so. So, great. so it's not too bad. We've hit five countries, six if you include Wales. And don't know, what have you got against the Welsh? <laughs> you, you, in the first two minutes, you mentioned that the, the flooding's their fault, and now you're not even calling the country. Sam Morris and Steve Morris are probably listening to this. You're going to be in a lot of trouble. I'm not. And Nicky, Nicky, actually, more to worry about. 
<laughs> I'm not bitter about the Six Nations at all. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, so, um, yeah, fantastic. We've hit as far east as New Zealand and Australia. So hello to the people who are listening there. Uh, yeah. Good day. Good day. Uh, or good uh, good morning. And um, as far west as America, uh, which right. I think, you know, we're, we are sending cricket worldwide and uh, the Shropshire Cricket League worldwide. So, uh, yeah, then we've had some more reviews, which have been a bit closer to home. I mean, um, specifically, Alex Biddle and Jed Evans of Quat. Hello, how are you? Uh, thank you for listening in. Uh, they said... Uh, this is some sort of next level badgery, uh, and then followed it with multiple hashtags. I think, yeah. So they call us badgers. Yeah, well, I've been called I'm a lot not, of I'm things. I've been called a rabbit, and I've been called a badger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a new one, but yeah, we, it seems to have uh, we've seemed to have inspired the badger nation of uh, cricketers of uh, Shropshire. Bring it on. Yeah, it's, it's a tail enders say uh, tail enders of the world unite. Maybe we could. Uh, Badges of Shropshire United. Uh, but, uh, I like it, like it. Yeah, we've... Um, yeah, Sammy Morris of the club. Um, he actually came up to me and said when he heard we were first doing a podcast, he was uh, he thought it was going to be awful, but he actually strangely enjoyed it. Um, Zem. Zem, Zem. He said it was like Radio Alverbury. <laughs> which is quite good, I suppose, what we're aiming for. Yeah, we need to get a few more jingles, though, I think. And... Um, yeah, I saw Jamie Jamie Martindale and some of the Beacon lads have been listening to it. And uh, so hello to Very the good. the Beacon Massive. <laughs> it's like a it's like a garage radio show. Hold up to the garage massive. <laughs> and uh, yeah, some good feedback from the Hoppers as well. Yeah, they've been listening. I mean, they're big um, big on the indoor scene, so obviously they've been listening, and uh, I think they appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for those of you who are fans of the show, remember you can. At all times, we're encouraging you to uh, comment and uh, subscribe and also get involved with us. So if there's anything you want us to bring up or anything that you want us to say in the next episode or if you want a shout out, let us know. Um, we'll also, uh, ready in time for the new season, we'll be uh, bringing out some Cow Corner stickers for your bats. So some bat stickers. So if you are interested in uh, taking badgery to another level... Uh, Will it cover up the um, the red marks on the edge of my bat? <laughs> <laughs> some edge stickers. No, yeah, some bat stickers. So if you are interested in that, uh, put a comment down below. So um, badger us away. So yeah, awesome. Um, there's been there's been quite a lot going on since the last uh, last podcast, isn't there? Yeah. So um, we've had the uh, the the fixtures were confirmed, unconfirmed, and reconfirmed. I believe. Yeah, we were we were good to suspect that they weren't gonna. Be- they weren't the actual ones when we said it, but yeah, they've been confirmed and it's uh, exciting to see. And uh, fortunately for Harrop, he's, uh, he's on his stag do when uh, we're playing Shrewsbury away. So he, he's played for Alberbury all these years and misses Shrewsbury away. He's and uh, there, there. sadly, uh, I'm, one of his, uh, <laughs> I'm one of his ushers. So I too, not that I'd be picked in there for that game, but I too would be missing that game. But uh, I think we're away against... Uh, some far-flung teams, so that's not too bad. As long as I get to play knocking away this year, I'm happy. Cause, uh, and the, uh, the evening league fixtures are also out. And I see, um, I'm sure most of our listeners know that we've gone down to one team now in the evening league. We're in Division 2, which is a tremendous league for us, really. We've got Kund, Beacon, Knocking, Ponsby and Rough and Tumblers. Um, yeah, it's going to be... It's looking good, and it's exciting to see the fixtures announced, because... Uh, 
Me and Zem are actually captain and vice captain this year. So You're I'll be vice captain this year. It's the uh, first I've heard about that. I know. I mean, uh, so anything can happen, really. <laughs> Apart from promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Promotion probably off the cards this year, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes, especially considering like last year we. As our captaincy of the second team didn't go too well in the evening league, but then, to be honest, I think I played more games to the first team last year uh, than, than the B, but uh, that's how it goes. But yeah, we've got some good local teams. There's not too much travelling at all there. I mean, Rough and Tumble is based in Oswestry. We've got them away, first game of the season on the 8th of May. Mm. So it's nice to get that out of the way. And then there's... They're a bit of an unknown quantity as well, the Tumblers, yeah, aren't they? They, they, can, they, uh, they can be strong, they can be strong. But, uh, but no, I'm looking yeah. forward to that because you know it's not only they're local; they're all they're also decent teams to play against. Good, yeah. good, good, good laugh, and we got... we're quite good friends with a lot of them, yeah. especially uh, Pudsbury. No, sorry, Pontsbury, <laughs> and um, <laughs> Knocking's always a nice track. I and mean, yeah, hopefully we'll get some good footage and we'll get some of the uh, some of the Beacon Pontsbury Cun lads on uh, having their say on the show. Um, but good. yeah, so that'll be good. And ah. Uh, oh, Tour is finally organised. Fantastic. I mean... Hashtag excited. Oh, mate, I am absolutely buzzing. It's uh, it's taken me a while to organise, but finally nearly... Well, when I say I've finally done it, we've nearly done it. All that we need to organise now is the uh, transportation. So we need to work or organise the bus. But yeah, we've got four teams that we're playing. We're going on the May, May half-term week and we start off against Leeds Mods, who, uh, who have... Ex-Leeds United and England goalkeeper Nigel Martin on their roster. We've got, uh, then the next day we play the 40 Club at the Harewood House, which is a nice country estate. Then we play Saltair, um, who, uh, home of Headley Verity. And uh, then we finish off, well, before we finish off, we go to uh, watch Yorkshire Cricket for a day, which I think will all be 100% sober and definitely not going on the beers. Not happening. And... <laughs> That'll be fun. And then we finish off against Rawdon in a 40-over match. And uh, All sounds great. And we've got numbers confirmed. Yeah, so um, the maximum on one day, we've got 25 people touring with us on one day, and that's on Tuesday. So we've got yeah. two games on that, so hopefully everyone will get a game, and that'll be good. And uh, we've got one Wanderer with us. We've got uh, none other than Mr Andy Harrison. Mr Andy Harrison, what a legend. Yeah, well... Look, looking forward to uh, him coming with us. And can I just say congratulations to Andy, who I believe completed the uh, Shrewsbury 10K today. I've seen how much he struggles to bowl three overs indoor, so for him to complete <laughs> 10K is, is quite something. So well done, Andy. Yeah, maybe he'll be able to do... Uh, he won't be able to complain about finishing his overs this year. And uh, yeah, uh, congratulations to Andy Harrison on another level. Um, he's got a girlfriend. No. Yeah, I mean, uh, very loved up from all I hear. And... Um, Hopefully we'll be able to pry him away from her so that he can come on tour with us. But yeah, that's all looking great. And um, yeah, the final thing, which moves on to our next section, uh, we had the Cricket World Cup come to Albury. Okay, and yeah, so on to the next section. And uh, the Cricket World Cup, uh, for those of you who don't know, well, you'd have to be living under a rock to not know that Albury had the Cricket World Cup trophy come to our ground because uh, I've been harassing everyone in a local local area for the last month or two. Uh, and what a great honour for the club to have it there as well. Uh, yeah. and, and I must apologise, I, I couldn't make it on the day, I was, I was otherwise engaged. Um, did you have a good turnout, good day? Yeah, it was a fantastic day. I mean, for me it was a long day because um, 
Well, I, I basically organised, uh, well, Preston, Richard Jones, Renee, Ian Corshaw, they did all the hard work in talking and with the uh, Cricket World Cup organisers and setting up the event. So putting like all the flags out, making sure the crisps and stuff. And me, Ian and Preston, we had a meeting at the Diamonds. But um, yeah, I'd um, stupidly organised um, all, all the media to turn up. So I... Uh, I'd emailed Radio Shropshire. I got in contact with uh, Central ITV Central News. I got in contact with the Shropshire Star, the County Times, and all that lot. And uh, yeah, they actually all got back to me and were all interested. And through right. doing this, I ended up being the face of uh, on the radio and the person that everyone wanted to well, talk you to. You haven't got a face for radio, as has I said. <laughs> I do indeed. <laughs> But yeah, so it was an early wake up for me, and uh, went so, on so, went uh, on the radio. If anyone missed this um, this footage, and in particular the central, we were on Central News, weren't we, on Wednesday? We were. Now, I, I I missed it unfortunately. I tried to catch it on ITV Hub. Mm. Trying to get a news article on local news is not easy. Is there is there any is there a link or anything that we can we can get? Yeah. So basically, everything that. Um, everything now we we've got ourselves a YouTube channel, Albury Cricket Club. So if you are. If you're one of the people who thinks that this podcast is too long, for example, um, thanks. I'm one. I'm one. <laughs> you can go onto our YouTube where we have each section. There's a little video, so you can just pick and choose what section of the podcast you listen to there and then. Um, but then also, we're hoping to put like video footage of the and highlights of games throughout the year. But also, we do have footage from the Cricket World Cup, so the interview on Radio Shropshire and also Preston's fantastic interview and everyone else's interview on uh, Central News for when they made us a feature. chairman of the club? Chairman, president, (laughs) emperor, king, yes. Um, So yeah, fantastic day and they came down and they, well, the reporter didn't but the the cameraman did so I ended up becoming reporters for the day. so yeah, we were interviewing some of the kids and we had yeah lots of kids from Bryn Hathren School, which is the local school, come down. We had a few of the club members all having photos. And it, yeah, it was, a, it was a really fantastic day. Good to see the youth out. And um, we even had some families who heard us on the radio uh, in the morning and came down and signed their kids up to the junior section. So that's uh, great Fantastic. News. But no, yeah, it's really, really put the club in a really good mood and it's been really fantastic. And uh yeah, so now what we've got is we've got a little cut where we're going to have a listen to some of the interviews that I took on the day, uh, taking some of the thoughts and people's ideas um, that day at the World Cup trophy tour at Alberbury. Yeah. Very, very cool. So we're here with the uh, former first team captain and uh, man of the moment, Jim Wynn. How are you, Jim? Very well. How are you, James? Yeah, really good. Uh, have you enjoyed the Cricket World Cup trophy coming to Alberbury? Yeah, it's been a fantastic um piece of silverware let's hope England can get their hands on it and uh, come come July isn't it July or June uh, should we, I should really know July July thank you Ian Corshaw yeah, for that one go. in the background yeah, um, yeah so <laughs> what are your thoughts on the trophy itself very nice mate it's all, be, all been packed away now uh, James but yeah what I saw of it it's very very smart very, very nice. good to see the youth out as well absolutely plenty of uh, young ones here today let's hope we can sign a few for the future yeah definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thoughts on the season ahead the season ahead. Um, a bit of an unknown, really. We've got some a lot of uh, new teams to play. Um, 
potentially some big, good grounds, some big grounds, um, grounds that a lot of them played at before, so be a good, good experience. And I think we just got to embrace it and uh, see what happens. Uh, you got new, we've got a new couple of new captains, so it'd be good, Corby and Harrop. So uh, we'll see how things go. Just have to try and fight for the place now. Well, <laughs> not guaranteed. <laughs> first of all, we've got to work out who's the actual captain, Harrop or Corby. <laughs> well, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Predictions for your own season this year? Well, hopefully I get a few runs. You know, yeah. more than 15 would be, be good. <laughs> so here we are with uh, <laughs> Madame President. <laughs> the Cow Corner podcast. So what do you think? Uh, Cricket World Cup trophy just come to Alberbury Cricket Club? I think it's wonderful. And so it should be here. Mm. Fantastic amount of uh, youngsters here as well today. Yes, there is. Yes, which is really good. Yeah. Are you enjoying yourself? Yes, thank you. Yes. But have you had a look at the trophy yet? Have you I have. Got up close and personal? Yes, before we lift it in the summer, I thought I'd have a look. <laughs> Fantastic. Good for you, Mark. <laughs> uh, how do you think Charlie's going to do this summer? Oh, no. Don't ask me that. Runs? She's shaking her head. Yeah. <laughs> She's not going to answer that one. <laughs> but no, no fantastic to see. And also the local media out in force as well. Absolutely. Yes. Putting Alberbury Cricket Club on the map. So we're here with the um, Alberbury's number one scorer and uh, mother of... Uh, Alberbury's best all-rounder, Nikki Morris, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, and you? Yeah, so just about caught the World Cup in time. Yeah, yeah, worked up till five and then straight down here. What do you think of the trophy? It's lovely, very nice. Yeah. Enjoy your day? Not bad at all, thank you, yeah. <laughs> up until now. <laughs> yeah, until you walk towards me, that fluffy thing. <laughs> uh, just so the, 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 the listeners know, it's the microphone, yeah. nothing else. Stevie's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on the season ahead? Oh, I don't know. Mid-season, mid-table. Mm. Big season for Sammy? Possibly, yeah. yeah. Mm. Possibly. Edging her bed. <laughs> no, we all know Sammy's going to have a big season this year. Uh, thoughts on the seconds? How do you reckon they'll do? Oh, I'm not sure. So we're here with Man of the People, James Harrop, uh, first team captain, second vice captain, who knows? Um, so, Jimmy Harrop, first thoughts on the Cricket World Cup trophy? Lovely. I haven't quite seen it yet, but um, yeah, looking good from a distance. Nice. And uh, not got the kids with you today then? Uh, no, straight from work today. They can uh, stay at their grandparents until later on. So, yeah, we've got uh, the uh, local media here. It's, uh, I've never seen Albury so busy. No, it's uh, good to see different people around the club and uh, hopefully get our name out there a bit more and get some more people about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, are you looking forward to, uh, are you going to be here even, to see uh, Preston Fletcher live on uh, Central News? Well, hopefully we can uh, give him a little bit of a helping hand. <laughs> so final one, Preston Fletcher, it would be... Uh, well, we just got to get your final thoughts on what it was like to be live on uh, television, ITV. How do you feel it went? It was uh, cold, very, very cold, standing there for what seemed like ages while they talked about Brexit and a black rhinoceros before I finally got my moment in the spotlight. And I'm now looking forward to seeing it on television in about whatever, it's 15 on minutes, 15 or 20 minutes. So, uh, yes, very good, very good. It's been a good day. 
and we just about had enough kids turn up and it, it all went off all right. Thank you very much. Oh, fantastic. So it's interesting to see that uh, Margaret Bourne has as much confidence in Charlie's season as we do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit harsh. He's just scored some runs indoor. Yeah, so um, that nicely moves us on to our indoor section. But first of all, um, if you are interested in listening to more of the interviews, um, we will be putting up our own little individual section where we'll have all the interviews that you can listen to and also they'll be up on our YouTube. So feel free to check them out. But yeah, on to our next section. So we're involved in um, two indoor leagues this year, as I'm sure you all know. Um, I'll start with Pontsby. We had two teams in the Pontsby League. They had mixed fortunes. Aubrey A are currently second. Um, they, they may end up third. They're two points ahead of Acton Reynolds, who've still got a game to play. Um, talking about Acton Reynolds, we had, Aubrey had a tremendous semi-final against them. I don't, you may be aware we played them in a league earlier in the year and um, went down to the last ball yeah fantastic it was uh, reading the match report and hearing it from all accounts yeah it sounded like a fantastic game because yeah two very evenly matched sides I mean you've got A.D. Hudson who's been on fire for Acton Reynolds this season he's scoring runs for fun yeah he's um, he's averaging just short of 200 scores 30 not out every week pretty much yeah well Considering that uh, Acton Reynolds is uh, half Albury players, uh, any, ch- <laughs> any chance on tapping him up for the season ahead? Uh, we're probably a third Albury players, not a half, but um, <laughs> no is the answer. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, we, we met them again in the semi-final of the Cup and once again a tremendous game of cricket. Albury batted first, posted 110 for five. I think Owen Aspinall top scored with 29 and Stuart Ayres scored 22 or something. Um, and in reply, Reynolds needed five off the last over to win, and you'd back any team really to score five off the last over. And we had four wickets in hand or something like that. Mm. Got eventful, uh, didn't it? Alex Hughes was facing. Um, Lara Jones was bowling, she bowled fantastic over. Mm. So Alex hit the first two balls, if I remember correctly, hit the wall. So we needed three or four balls. Hit the wall with the ball and also. Um... His toys, I hear. Oh, his toys were everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So I think he's going. Anyway, the third ball was a dot, so he still needed three off three. Then he was out, so he needed three off two. Then there was a run out, so he needed three off one. And we scrambled. I say we, sorry, because I played for Action Reynolds in the, uh, the Pontsby League. We scrambled two leg buys off the last ball to tie. So we finished on 110 for three. And we had to have a super over um, to, to, to determine who got through to the final. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not often you see a super over, especially uh, in it's, it's the first time ever, I think, in the Pontsbury that I'm aware of. But um, poor old Stevie Jarrett had to, had to bowl it. And he came up against Andy Harrison on prime form. Yeah, so uh, fireworks. Like yeah, it. yeah, I mean, we, we managed 30 off, off the over. Poor Steve. Yeah, it's nothing Steve did wrong, to be fair. And he's just, well, he's, he's a very good cricket. I shouldn't be saying this on a live podcast, but he's a very talented cricketer. <laughs> we can edit it. We can edit yeah, it out if you yeah, want. Edit it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then Andy Baldor over and, uh, they, well, it was Mission Impossible. They couldn't, I think it was Mark Jones and Stuart Ayres couldn't get close. So, 
to match and Reynolds got through. But once again, a tremendous game of cricket against them. And they're, they're lovely people to play cricket against. You know, there's no, there's no malice in any of them. No. The, we always enjoy playing them. Yeah, there is a very good, there's very good camaraderie in the indoor scene, I think, really. Is, uh, a lot of people get to know each other and, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's good fun, really. In most teams, yeah. Yeah, it's in most teams, they uh, do we comment about uh, a certain team that we played in Sundown, or do we not? Uh, no, yeah, I think we let's let's not mention that game. Let's not mention that game in case. So moving swiftly on to the second team. <laughs> so moving on to the second team, who actually they came off the bottom. They they beat Montgomery B to finish second from bottom, um, which was good. Uh, they lost to Beacon earlier this week. Uh, Borney got runs, which was good. He got fifty six. Yeah, good to see. Uh, good to see he's getting into form. Just in time for the for the outdoor season, hopefully. Yeah, I know it's it goes um, to prove we give you a we give you a bit of a sledging on the podcast and uh, and it works. Yeah, well, well it didn't work. James James Lee. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, James, James. Lee. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, good to see Borne get some runs. Um, looking at the overall stats for Pontsbury, um, Mark Jones as ever. He ended up third, scored 324 runs, averaged 81. Not far behind him, Mikey in fourth with 307 mm. runs, averaged 76 and three quarters. And in terms of the bowling, for the A-team, Zem and Lara both got eight wickets. Zem is an indoor machine when it comes to bowling, he isn't is, it? Every he's, week he's, he's he just seems tricky to pick customer, up. Tricky customer. And a finisher with the bat, finisher with the bat. Yeah. And the highest wicket taker for the B team was Charlie Bourne, with four incredibly. But um, moving on to Sundorn, we've got the one team in Sundorn. They narrowly missed out on promotion. Yeah, just uh, you playing this team, don't you? This weekend, obviously. You know. Yeah, it's quite a close one. I mean, not for the want of trying. We really tried to go up this year, and uh, just Condover had, the, had had our number, and it's uh, yeah. Once again, it's just one of those where um, we have the ability. We could have gone up. We beat we beat Sundorf. Sundorf, 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 it is uh we're very much the Mark Jones Mark Jones <laughs> Mark Jones and Steve Jarrett show. But then what Alberbury team isn't? What Alberbury yeah. team isn't? I mean really? you mentioned those two, I look at the, the batting stats. Mark Jones won the, the batting award for division two by by a country mile, who's about sixty runs clear of the next. He scored two hundred and seventy one runs. He was only out twice, so he averaged hundred and thirty five and a half. Steve Jarrett was third with 208. So well done to those two. And Lara won the bowling award. Yeah, hard pushed by um, a certain <laughs> podcast presenter. but uh, and? I was nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, decided to uh, decided it would be an embarrassment on the league if I were to win. So I... So, uh, fair play to Lara. No, she, yeah, she, Lara. She finished with nine wickets for 177 over the season, which is... a uh, Fantastic efforts. No, yeah, she's bowled fantastic bowling this year. Uh, really, really good, and she'll uh, really hoping that she gets given the chance she can transfer that into the outdoor season. And 
especially if she bats like she was at next the other night. She was smacking it all around. It's uh, 2019, May, we may see a new Lara James. She continues to be a very exciting prospect. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Indeed. But no, yeah, the uh, sundown season and... Uh, so, so yeah, the cup hasn't no, no, finished. We, we were thinking <laughs> it would be finished by the time we did this podcast. Just explain to me, Hurley, why, why you've still got a game to play, at least one game to play. Yeah, so we... Uh, when the masterminds behind this podcast, they came in, just sat down and we uh, thought when we made it, we thought this would be an ideal date because we thought we'd probably be knocked out of the uh, of the cup and uh, all of the uh, all of the leagues would be finished. So we thought, yeah, fantastic. But no, we're left with uh, one game left because uh, Frankton, uh, Division One, who we thought we may be playing and who we thought we'd probably end up losing to... Um, Ended up conceding to Kund B, which meant that we played Kund B in the quarterfinal, and uh, we dispatched quite well. And uh, I myself found some form. I knew you'd bring it up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's my podcast, our podcast. We can say. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. So yeah, so all we have got through to the semi-final. I suspect they're going to have a tougher game then. They yeah. will play the winners of Grasshoppers A and Beacon in the semi-final. And I really hope that um, I really hope that we jinx it like we did last time, because last time we announced that we would be playing Frankton and they pulled out. Mm-hmm. So I hope by announcing that Alba be in the semi-final, we'll be playing Grasshoppers A. Well, yeah, it'll be a good sign. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, in your Grasshoppers A may be distracted. They have a very big game coming up on the thirty-first of March. Yeah, so uh, do you want to tell us more about that? Because yeah. you are actually the main man of Grasshoppers this year, are you not, Joss? I'm their Sunday captain. I wouldn't say I'm their main man. Certainly not indoor, I'm not. I'm their scorer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they've had a tremendous run. Um, for people that don't know how this works, basically there used to be four indoor leagues in Shropshire, and the winners of each league play each other in a semi-final final format to determine who's the Shropshire champions to represent Shropshire in the national competition. Now this year Grasshoppers won every league anyway so they didn't need to go through that process so they just represented Shropshire and in fact interestingly they chose their Sundorn team to be the team that represents Shropshire because they could choose because they cited different teams in each. Yeah, in who, each, so in who, each who represents Grasshoppers and who so are Grasshoppers? Actually? Well the six, um, I'll tell you a minute, I'll just move on. So, so they, 
so the representative Shropshire they played Derbyshire, Derbyshire champions Spondon in Sundorn in January, beat them quite easily in the end to get through to the last 16. So we got a busload of fans and players up to um, Old Trafford last Sunday. Had a fantastic day. So the six that represented Grasshoppers in Old Trafford were Joey App, captain, Jack Edwards, who plays for Schiffnell, Craig Heath, plays for Sentinel, Andy Harrison, Ian Simmons and Alex Johnson. And they came up against Tynemouth in the last 16, who are the North East champions. They, uh, they dismissed them for 90 in just over 10 overs and knocked them off for three wickets to get through to the last eight. Nice. And they played the Lincolnshire champions, Cherry Willingham, who ended up, they had all sorts of talk, they were 41 for five off six overs or something, and then their last man scored 50, they ended up 91 for five. Um, but they're not enough for one wicket, so one by one by five wickets. Jack Edwards picked up four for ten in that game, finished the day with figures of six for eighteen, and retired in both games. So quite easily decent. The match. Yeah. So they are now off to Lords on the thirty first of March. Fantastic. And they'll play South Wiltshire. Um. And if anyone wants to go along, there's a bus again going down on the Saturday. Coming back on the Sunday, if anyone wants to come along, let me know. And um, it should be a really good day. We had, we had such a good time coming back from Old Trafford, obviously celebrating because we got through. Cause the last team from Shropshire to get that far was Rolls-Royce in 1983. So it's a fantastic achievement to them. But anyway, that's, that's what you're up against in the last four, probably, if they beat Beacon. Yeah, fun, fun, so fun. good luck with that. Yes. <laughs> Not writing off Beacon anyway, because they are themselves quite a... Uh, Formidable side, um, and well, yeah, a lot of them read the po- listen to the podcast. So yeah, Beacon, good luck. Do us a favour, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that moves us on to uh, another group of champions, uh, Alberbury women. Oh, sorry, yes, I meant to ask about that. So I'm yeah, enjoying some success, haven't they? Yeah, so Alberbury women were the uh, champions. I think for second or third year in a row of the women's indoor elite league. Um, so it's not. It doesn't go as long as the uh, men's for some reason, but uh, that's something else. And they played uh, Shropshire Renegades, Sentinel, and Quat twice, and uh, remained undefeated. Um, captained by our very own Lara Jones. Uh, the team consists of Molly Batkin, Zoe Griffiths, uh, Emily Yates, Ke- Keely Jones, and the Cherms. So. Yeah, it's uh, they've done really well, fantastic, and won each of the games convincingly, actually, especially against some good opposition. I mean, Quat have um, quite have a few play- good players, and they have uh, one who plays for Worcestershire in uh, Jenny Cotham, I think her name is, or something like that. Sorry if you're listening, and uh, I've sent <laughs> pronounced it wrong. And uh, yeah, Sentinel have a decent side, and then Shropshire is like Renegades is like a. It's like an all-stars team. So, yeah, fantastic from them. And uh be interesting to see if we can build on that and make more of the women's team, really. Because, yeah, it's, we'd be a shame with such success to not really do too much with it. Absolutely, yeah. Fantastic. But, yeah, so that's our uh, indoor roundup. And next on to the one you've all been waiting for, the fantasy roundup.
So, um, as many of you may know or not know, Albury this year uh, running a fantasy league competition where, um, yeah, me and me and James Harrop uh, got together at uh, Casa de Harrop when the children were asleep and we could uh, Harrop's children, not just <laughs> the children of the town were asleep. So James and Harrop could be no. Um, me and Hazza met up and. Uh, being the badges that we are, that we uh, put together the uh, indoor rank, the fancy rankings. Well, I, I tell you, I've got a couple of things to say there. I mean, well done for resurrecting it, because I know we had it a couple, three years ago maybe. It was, it, there was a lot of banter, and it was great. It, it just adds something to the season. But it's quite clear that you and Hurley fixed it, arranged <laughs> it, because, I mean, you're worth seven million. Yeah. How? How? how <laughs> just a joke so yeah being the badgers that we are we uh we put together like a, a little spreadsheet which had everyone's stats on it which we downloaded from play cricket and then we worked out what happened so just to run you through the rules each each player uh gets 55 million and you can pick 11 players but you can do it in any way so you can pick three batsmen or and a load of bowlers and then three all-rounders or you can pick Maximum three all-rounders, and then as many bowlers or batsmen as you want, and then one got wicketkeeper. Uh, you get runs for hundreds, fifties, five wicket hauls, uh, lose points for conceding runs, for scoring a duck, and drop catches. So, uh, yeah, so um, get points also for maidens and for not outs. So what we did was that we then ranked everyone on their stats from last season on what the points are and then we kind of got a general idea of who's who were the best fantasy players and that's how we worked out the prices so i, I was looking through at the bowlers looking for james harrop and he wasn't there yes he's an all-rounder when, when did that happen <laughs> so yeah yeah hazard is an all-rounder so um some may say that you can um only really bat nine. If he's lucky, yeah. <laughs> Let's have a look at Hazard's stats. How many runs did Hazard get? You're going to prove me wrong now, aren't you? Hazard, last season, you got... 273 runs in 25 games at an average of 13. That's all rounder worthy. It probably is at Albury. <laughs> Well, to be honest, I think 60 of them came in the twos. Oh, yeah, in one game. Yeah, in one yeah, game. Yeah. Be interested to see what his ones, but, but no, yeah. It's um, the fantasy goes across all formats. Yeah. So, first 11, second 11, third 11, and midweek. So, obviously, depending on who's who's playing the most games, yeah, they're going to be uh, worth more. So, and I mean, looking at that, you've got your obvious candidates, Mark Jones, is, I think he's the only one worth 10 million. Yeah, and rightly so because he's just a run machine. Uh, Mikey Corshaw and Sam Morris, I think, are the next highest eight, eight and a half million. Eight and a half, yeah, eight and a half each, and that's probably about right as well. And then you've got Andy Holloway, eight mil for the who's the highest of the bowlers. So yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, looks about right really. I think once we'd once we'd done the process, what we then did, we gave everyone a general kind of price, and then we tried to build our own teams, and then we realised that we'd. Grossly 
overvalued everyone and we realised that we had to knock everyone's value down by a million or so. So if you are ranked 5.5... You knock 5. yours 5. down, <laughs> If you were 5.5, yeah. So it did start that Mikey Corshaw was about 9 million and Zen was 8.5 and so on. And, but then we had to knock them down. But um, no, when it comes to mine and Hazard's, we actually... Um, Hazard was the person who decided how much I was worth and I decided how much he was worth. Now, obviously, sat in the same room as the, the other person, it is quite hard to tell the other person that you think they're actually worth three million. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm vastly overpriced, to be honest. Five, five and a half. I'm worth more than Jordan Zaza. That's a joke. Hey, good value. But, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, Jordan Zaza, five million. Especially since I never play. Absolute steal. Absolute steal. It'd be... Uh, yeah, so I've written down some bargain buys, some people yeah. I think if you are looking to do your fantasy, so if you are looking to do the fantasy, it's just going to be £10 entry and uh, the winner winner gets a little cash prize or something, whatever we can work out. And uh, any, all the other money is going to the club, so it's well worth getting involved. And there's loads of banter and chat. You don't have to be involved with Albury Cricket Club to join. It'd be great to have you all in. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, we will be each week uh, keeping tabs on what's going down and doing a little segment on who's doing well, what's going on and uh, yeah, again, if you want to get involved and have your say and if you think anyone's vastly overpriced let us know. I but think James Hill's vastly overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, bargain buys. I think that Bob Davis, or I've started off with Bob Davis so Bob Davis is a 13 player uh, father to Wonder Kids, uh, as they'd be called in Football Manager, uh, Guy Davis and uh, Ted Davis, only four million. Plays every game for the threes. Bit of an all rounder, but he's got, but he's down here as a bowler. Gets runs, gets yeah. wickets consistently. I think he could be a steal at four million. I, I mean, my first pick as a bargain is Tom Butler, five million. But if he has a season like last year, yeah, he he was outstanding at the end of last season. Yeah, he's really coming on. You know what it's like with these kids as well. They're always growing. So, you know, yeah. he's going to be stronger, fitter, faster. Yeah. He's going to be <laughs> number one on my team list, I think. He could be, yeah, it could be an absolute bargain. I've also gone for Husey. Now, Husey at four million. Husey McElroy. Yeah, Husey McElroy. <laughs> Tiger Hughes. If, uh, if he can stay off the links and... Uh, <laughs> and stay... Oh, I, can't, I can't really think of any good... Link for that, but if anyone can think of any good links for Husey and uh, his golfing exploits this year, feel free to send them in. But yeah, if he could stay off the uh, golf course and uh, get on the strip and get some good runs, then uh, yeah, I think it's steal at four million. Really, another one I've got is uh, Preston Fletcher, who's, who's four and a half million. I mean, he plays pretty much every single game, mm. he always gets wickets. Um, I think the only question mark would be over his what he's doing on Saturdays because yeah, he uh, may be... it's, it's a separate discussion about what we're doing about mm. first team umpiring he may be um, first team umpire yeah, he may and, be and if he is then he, he won't be playing Saturdays so, so we don't know but if he's going to play for a team every week mm. then four and a half million is, is, is an absolute bargain I think so, so I think the main thing that we've got to say here is that um, if he is umpire on a Saturday if uh, if you do pick Preston Fletcher send your Send your letters to Alison <laughs> at the Fletcher household and uh, persuade her that it's okay for Preston to umpire on a Saturday and play quicker on Sunday. On Sunday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, 
Um, so yeah, that he's an absolute bargain. And yeah, like we brought up, Jordan Zaza, five million. Now he's no longer at Shrewsbury School, and he's not on his jollies. So if he plays consistently for the ones in midweek, he could be an absolute steal because he is an absolute Rolls Royce of a player. He is. Properly coached. Yeah. Mm, fantastic. And this nicely moves. Oh, actually, one one last one. Paul Jones, two million, two million. Paul, absolutely Paul good. It's, it's absolute steal at two million. He'll play or oh, two point five. He'll play mostly every game, and he's yeah, a good yeah, tryer. Question his commitment. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, starting off with the ripoffs. Um, Corby, five million. Corby, five million. Oof. Not sure there's a decimal point in the wrong place, is there? <laughs> He's up there with Tom Butler and Ed Roberts. Oh, oh, I don't know. Interesting. Third of the people have selected him, though. So, Corby, the club backs you. First 11 cricket well, next I year. hope he proves me wrong. I, I do really as well. And uh, closely underneath him, 4.5 million, Mr. James Lee. Uh, how's that happened? How's that actually happened? Eight percent. I, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I want to leave James alone this podcast. You <laughs> this the last time, but four and a half million. You have no. And and I see we've got the stats in front of us here. Eight percent of the people have picked him. That is, I think there's twelve teams so far, isn't it? Yeah, twelve teams. And that's have been one twelfth is eight percent. My <laughs> guess is that James Lee has got a team in and has picked James Lee. That's the only way that could have happened. <laughs> Because you're not paying four and a half million for that. James Sorry. Lee, I do. The first thing, we, we've got like a little cheat sheet here. And the, the main thing is, it says, don't pick on James Lee. And I'm very sorry, mate. We have... Uh... Can, can I just say, I actually, <laughs> James, you know I'm joking. <laughs> and he sent me a WhatsApp message after the last podcast. And I did sort of apologise because uh, I'm only joking. Love you to death, James. Good luck this season. You know you've made it when you get ripped on the podcast. Basically, <laughs> it's uh, it's quite it's quite an honour, really. But uh, yeah, four point five for Jimmy Lee. Another one who we tie, tend to take the mick out of a lot, but uh, it seems to work. Charlie Bourne, seven point five million. Prove us wrong, Charlie. Prove us wrong. But prove us right, I suppose. Prove us right. Yeah, seven point five million, and uh, yeah, hopefully he can. Put it together this year and get his form, get his form where we all know it can be. Was it two years ago? His first five games, he scored fifties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he has got it in him. Absolutely, do it. Yeah. We we all hope. Found some good tracks this year as well. So. Yeah, and um, Nick Williams at five million. If you if you want to gamble on whether Nick's going to play any cricket this season, (laughs) just even if he's playing, it's still a gamble. And uh, yeah, so if you want to go to alberbury.fantasyclubcricket.co.uk and you can set up your team there. But um, final one, I'm not quite sure whether this person is um, a bargain or a ripoff. Four point five million for James Bird. James Bird, four point five million. Is he a ripoff? Is he a bargain? I'm not quite sure. Well, what sort of season did he have last year? Well, eight wickets. Eight wickets for your opening bowler. Is he is he worth the gamble? Will he pull Will he pull it together for the ones this year? Will he find himself in the twos? A lot of competition this year. A lot of competition this year. 
Um, I, I'd be inclined to have James Bird in my team for, for four and a half million, I think. Mm. Yeah, it could be. He could. Yeah, it's why we don't quite know. Is he a bargain? Is he a ripper? Well, he's as good as James Lee, according to our fancy league. Wow, yeah. Let us know in the comments below and uh, let us know what your thoughts are on that. So, yeah. Our bankers, who have you gone for? Mark Jones, every day of the week. I know he's 10 million, but he's going to get his, going to get his points. Yeah, I've, I've got Mark Jones as my captain, actually, in my team. Uh, I think, yeah, guaranteed runs. But uh, if we look outside Mark Jones, I think I've gone for... A man who got 31 wickets last year, 10 maidens, and 200 plus runs. Oh, let me guess. Not Steve, James Howard. Steve Jarrett. <laughs> Steve, Jarrett. Steve Jarrett, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good shape. Proper, proper all-rounder yeah. stats there. Um, yeah, 31 wickets, 10 maidens, 200 plus runs. Going to play the majority of games. The rotter. The man is at moment. And, and you're going to have some whose commitments have changed this year. I mean, like the Davis lads, I'm not sure what they're doing this year. Mm. It'll be interesting. Hopefully yeah, we get them. If they're playing every game, yeah. they're going to be a steal. They are going to be a steal. And Lawrence Fletcher, see how much he's yeah. back from university. Yeah. Keeley, uh, well, not Keeley, Lara, see how much she's playing for County this year. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Tommy Haig. Tommy Haig's got an injury at the moment. But yeah. Hopefully he'll recover. Yeah. Which Owen Roberts will we see this season? That's another one. Lewis Todd, how will he perform this year? That'll be see his second season for the club. And Ed Dale, he's grown an extra two foot in off yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got some new boys as well that we, we you don't really know. Okay, yeah. We've seen one net, perhaps. Is it James Dakin who's joined the club? We've got James Dakin who's joined the club. From one net. Market Drayton. And we've got yeah. uh, Derek Caslin, who's a uh, top order but can turn his arm over. He, he looks to be quite tidy. He scored... He's got a couple of hundreds against us, I hear, and one of them against Preston Fletcher, so... Uh, what, all hundred? <laughs> all hundred runs were against Preston all, Fletcher? All of the hundred runs were scored against some. Preston. He blocked everyone else out, but no, yeah. So, each week we'll be doing a roundup. Let us know who you think your bargains and rip-offs are. Who are your bankers and who are your team? Let us know and share it below. So, yeah, so, uh, another episode nearly done, and... Uh, basically a quick roundup so yeah we've been through all sorts and just a reminder to anyone if you ever want to get involved or leave any comments feel free to send them through um just like alex biddle jed edwards sammy morris zem joe yap jamie martindale and all sorts got involved um yeah it's been it's been a bit of a different episode but um the next one we've got is the big one it's going to be a great laugh and it's going to be an episode you definitely won't want to miss it's uh the big pre-season preview. Bring it on. Can't wait for that. Yes. So that's going to be, um, that's going to be recorded on the 14th of April uh, at the Handon Diamonds. There's going to be quite a few beers uh, flowing around. Um, not by myself, obviously, because I am a teetotal. And I gather we're getting some, um, some captains. Yeah. Uh, on the subject of that, I'm a mate Hurley hasn't had a beer tonight <laughs> while we've been doing this. I've had to drink his, which is why I might be slurring a little bit. Apologies for that. Standard of the podcast has gone down. Poor <laughs> yeah, behaviour from Hurley. But yeah, I understand you're inviting the captains along to the... Um, yeah, so we'll be uh, inviting the uh, second team, third team, and whoever the first team captains are. Is it has? Is it Corbs? I, no one knows. No one knows who the first team captain is. I think... It's going to be very much like uh, what, what's the what was the show on I, on Channel Five in the back? It's a knockout where they have to fight each. No, um, Harry Hill. Where they go? 
Who, who's the first team captain? Fine. <laughs> Get them both dressed up in a sumo suit or... Uh, I don't really want to watch that. <laughs> Get them in to fight them out. But yeah, just so Corby and Harrop, hopefully, we'll have Nick Williams and Ed Roberts talking about the second team, hopefully. We'll... Um, uh, James Lee and Gareth the talented Phillips. James Lee. Yeah, and Gareth hopefully come in and talk about the third team. And uh, Zembo and myself uh, hopefully chat about some midweek. So um, it'll be an alcohol-filled and uh, super fun uh, pre-season preview where we'll talk about everything from the teams that we're playing to the players that will be... Uh, what we think we'll be doing this season, who will do well, who will be playing in what team, what we think our predictions are and... All sorts. So if you have any questions for any of the captains or any of the players, or if you're going to be playing against us and want to uh, start the sledging early, <laughs> send it in. We'll be also looking at all the new players and uh, all sorts. And uh, yeah, then once we've done that, every week we'll be um, doing post-match interviews, kind of like Arsenal fan TV, but less Cockney and a lot more boozy and farmery. Uh, <laughs> um, so that'll be going on every week um, non-pod events we've got uh, the awards evening coming up on the 7th of April can't make that I'm afraid I'm at Theatre 7 watching Jonathan Agnew well, that'll be fun and uh, <laughs> say it like you mean it <laughs> I look forward to sitting down and watching Mark Jones win all the awards and um, Zembo taking all the uh, second team awards so that'll be good and uh, if you are interested we have nets on every Friday 8 until 9 o'clock so if you are interested Shrewsbury School or you are part of the Orbibri Cricket Club and want to find out what this thing called nets are uh, (laughs) you're more than welcome to come down Um, come down have a net join the club Um, also on the social media front we now have Snapchat Um, so Make sure your snaps are decent and uh, yeah, we'll get in touch with us that. Just follow us, Alberbury Cricket Club. And yeah, make sure, as we say every week, make sure you comment, get involved with the podcast. That's what we want. We want you to subscribe. Feel free to subscribe. And also, if you can think of a good hashtag that we can link into the badges or any idea that we can work out, something that we can get going, a campaign towards doing with the badges, or if you're interested in some of the stickers, do get in contact. So remember, comment, like, share, subscribe and get in touch. Just, yeah, just give us some feedback so we can um, bring it up on the next podcast. That'd be good. Yeah, get involved. And if you want to come on the podcast, get in touch. So yeah, well done, Joss. Cheers, Hurley. Enjoy your swim home. <laughs> the river has risen another 20 centimetres since we've been here. Yeah, I'll get my, uh, get my swimming goggles on and uh, yeah, looking forward to the next episode. Thank you very much, guys. See you on the next one. Cheers, all. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.